this is the second bunch of episodes that I'm releasing in one day. I think there's going to be eight of them again. Now with that last batch, I had to take a quick break because I was on tour. I didn't have the time to watch all those movies that I needed to make a proper episode. And as the regular listeners will already know, those episodes tend to be split into two parts and they roll on for around five hours. So many hours upon hours upon hours of watching and writing and compiling and recording. And I just don't think I'm going to have the time to do it justice. So if you woke up this morning and you're expecting to hear the first part of the 1920s to 1930s episode, many apologies. That will be coming out on the 1st of November. And I very much doubt that this will be happening again, not until mid-2022 anyway. That is the next time I'm planning on having a holiday... I just really don't want to bring you lot a half assed stab at an episode. I'm just not willing to do it. So instead, as in August, I've taken a bunch of my favourite chats that I've already included in those long-winded episodes and I've pulled them out for anyone to listen to individually. There will no doubt still be some content in the month, but the regular programming will continue on November the 1st. And with that, here you go. the toxic avenger meet little melvin he's a 90 pound weakling everyone hated melvin yeah i'm gonna take this mop and shove it down your throat they teased him i want to do it with you okay they taunted him they tormented him until he had a horrifying accident and fell into a vat of nuclear waste transforming little Melvin into a hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength. Melvin became the Toxic Avenger. Okay, so we're going to jump right in with the letterbox synopsis here. This is the tagline. He was 98 pounds of solid nerd until he became the Toxic Avenger. Again, I've hit that exactly how they would want to pronounce that. Tromaville has a monstrous new hero. The Toxic Avenger is born when mop boy Melvin Junko falls into a vat of toxic waste. Now evildoers will have a lot to lose. Pretty short, pretty to the point. And on this upcoming chat I have with Chaney... We talk about it enough to really not go into too much depth here. But I did a little bit of research. I am, of course, the consummate professional. And I've got to bring up Troma a little bit more before we go into that chat with Chaney. Just to give it a little bit more context. Because I think what I did was I just expected everybody to know what Troma was. So here is a little bit more info. Not much, but just something to give you a bit of context. So... Troma is much like, I would say, a tiny splatter version of Canon Films. Lloyd Kaufman, he set up the company in order to make the cheapest, most gore-fueled, bad-taste movies possible. Back in 1974, no less, when I was born. But I do remember him from an interview recently, and he poo-pooed what I just said. Like, even though 
Anybody that watches Trauma films knows exactly what they are. He advised us all in this interview. And of course, I'm going to misquote him. Many apologies. But I do remember him saying something to this effect. That it was his goal to safely make movies of the future for the future. Sorry if that was a misquote. But it's very close to what he said, I'm sure. But I do love that he denied that the idea is just to have a blast with splatter and gore which is essentially what Troma does. And I do mention in this talk that I've only ever seen two Troma movies, uh, this one from the 80s and then Tromeo and Juliet from the 90s, and I thought that was so awful. I really thought it was a bad, bad film. So I'm 50-50 because I love this one, of course. But I would say the company has this awe-inspiring history and this great, deep back catalogue of crazy movies. So if you want some more info on that, I'm going to head you towards This Is Rad podcast. In an episode from 25th of October 2017, they go in-depth on all things trauma. Quickly, I also want to make an aside that my MVP, the most valuable player here, and again, this is my own opinion, Mark Torgel. He plays Melvin, who's a toxic Avenger before the transformation, and he puts in a performance that's so bad, so excruciatingly annoying. I wanted to dump him in toxic waste myself. Okay, this this guy is, I would say, the main reason why I've gone back to this film three times. And again, I really would truly recommend this. I'm not having you on. Uh, But with this caveat, please know it is complete rubbish. From the acting, to the script, to the gore gags, even the editing and the shot framing. It's all laughable. It's pretty awful. Uh, And you know with some splatter films and you just think, how the hell did they do that effect? Well, you never get that from Toxic Avenger. You you could do better. Uh, But... I've got it, as I said, I've seen it three times. It's addictive, it's really charming, and I can look past all those flaws, all the failures. Uh, and even now, the majority of these, they're, they're wins to me now. I just want to watch it again and again and again. So with that being said, here is my chat with Chaney Rabbit. And yes, that is his real name, Chaney Rabbit. He is the bass player in Ohms, and he is also a member of the avant-garde rock band, art rock band, I should say, called Traps. Check them out on Spotify by typing out a day with the curtains open and you'll get there. Enjoy him. Welcome, Chaney Rabbit. Uh, how are you, fella? Uh, I'm very good, thank you. So currently we are talking now about the Toxic Avenger. Now, I know no one except <laughs> you that likes this. <laughs> same <laughs> before i even talk about it uh, i want to ask you about trauma so hanging out with you in the van mm. you always would talk about it and i know that i've tried to watch something before i think it was tromeo and juliet oh yes i couldn't the great tromeo <laughs> i couldn't stand it uh, I, I didn't get it so it i just thought when i come to toxic avenger i'm gonna hate mm. it and I, I loved it from the off. I mean, it's definitely the, the time period as well, because like Tromeo and Juliet was a lot later and they had kind of, they were mimicking themselves where that was the first time they did anything like that. So it was a bit more original. 
Oh, I see. So they've, in fact, <laughs> over the years they've got a bit, a bit worse. <laughs> really. Yeah. Like, how old it's, were you when you when you first saw this then? Uh, well, specifically the first one, or just the Toxic what, Avenger? Toxic in general? Avenger. Because when I was in primary school, I used to watch the cartoon series Toxic Crusaders. That's what got me into it. And then um, my mum had taped number three, not realising it was an adult film, and yeah, just gave it to me. And that was my introduction <laughs> into the actual proper toxic world. But I think I, um, I wasn't. It wasn't until I was probably about thirteen to when I saw the first one, because I saw them all in random order. Does it still make sense? I've never seen any of the sequels. Like I've never gone further than this. <laughs> um, the fourth one, I would say, is probably the best one out of them all. But the second and the third are terrible. <laughs> Especially the third. Like the third one is like almost like watching Power Rangers. Like there's very limited gore or nudity. There's swearing throughout, but it's just yes, it's a pointless plotless film there is clearly like no budget to it but this first one there is people everywhere it's, it's like mm. especially like towards the end and i was just thinking they must have run out of money by now and yet they've got like crowds and crowds of people it's very impressive yes yeah, it's, it's definitely built up a fan base but like a very specific like nowadays every if you watch the films it's people with tattoos on their faces like back then they got people who wanted to be actors like when tromeo and juliet the guy who directed that is the director of guardians of the galaxy james gunn like oh wow they these are like um the guy the south park guys started with troma like people use them as a stepping stone when now people their aim is to be in troma and it's they're always like quite punky alternative people it seems like some of the actors in this, like, it must have been their first acting job. Oh, yeah. Like, um, the woman who plays Sarah, this was her, uh, this was her first and last film ever. <laughs> I can believe it. Yeah. Right, but, but that's the thing that put me off initially with the whole trauma thing. It's just, like, how poorly acted it was. But I think, mm. uh, and this is one of the things I mentioned to you, I think that the comedy uh, side of it makes all that bad acting like work and it makes me endear to it more i've listened i've watched it listened to it i've watched it for now on my third time just mm. for this for the interview with you so i was just like it's something really addictive like and normally i would look at that acting and just think oh my god no way and i think you as a kid you must have like because you'll be watching other things maybe like superhero movies or whatever like big ones and then all of a sudden you come across this like what must mm. you think yeah, like well, I remember when I when I saw the third one, I was just blown away because, like, when I saw that one, I was probably about seven or eight, and um, even though most of the film is there's not much gore, the very first opening five minutes, he rips someone's intestines out and kills them with them and sticks another person in like a video player, and it was full on, but it was quite cartoony, so it very much appealed to me. I was like, I really like this. is weird. I've never seen anything like this in my life. But I like it because it's also a character that I really like. It is gross. Like I imagine as mm. a kid, like it sort of, as you say, like a cartoon grossness. Like, and it's when when I was reading like reviews of it, they would always say the word splatter, and like I always, yeah. I always see that as like a fun thing rather than like a scary thing. Oh um, yeah, it's like it is a comedy. Like I, I don't, I, they, 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 def, they're aware. That they're trying to be funny, and I think like that kind of helps. Where with later on with their later films, they're trying to be serious, and it just doesn't work. 
Got it. Got it. Well, like all this creature design, like I love it. Mm. Like from from like just his transformation into the Toxic Avenger. Oh yeah, that's it, amazing. It's so good, and like you can tell, like any budget that I had went on those sort of scenes, uh, mm. <laughs> and the fight scenes are, are ridiculous. Uh, and as I say, all that splatter and grossness is there. But the one character. This one character that makes me feel so sick and gross is the fat, fat mayor, Peter yeah. Belgody. Yeah, it's like, he he actually died a few years after making the film because obviously he's so overweight. Like, he, you know, he's, he's a very unhealthy person. Like, And it that that's real. That's like where everything else kind of looks fake. So you, you kind of forgive it because it seems, everything else seems more artistic, but sarcastically artistic where with him it's like well that's actually that's uncomfortable to look at especially when he's like half naked and getting like massaged and eating a massive sandwich <laughs> his shirt like every time he's got a shirt yeah. on within seconds it's full of sweat <laughs> and he always wears it so you can see every sweat yeah. patch perfectly oh, gives yeah. me chills just thinking about it but honestly on my third watch I'm just waiting for his scenes <laughs> I just yeah. can't wait to see him I, I I actually because I, I rewatched it again last night, even though I actually watched it a couple of months ago anyway. But I rewatched it for this, and I actually thought that he's probably one of the better actors in the uh, in the whole film, and he's not even one of the main ones. Makes me giggle. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, right. So you've said you've just seen it again. Like I take it that it's aged really well for you because you like just like me, you're now you're now game. You you want to see it as much as possible. Oh yeah, definitely. Like um. When I used to watch it, it was back when it was VHS, so they cut out all the gore, and it was just like a really crap, crap film. So now, when I watch it with the like on DVD and it's got all the extra stuff added back into it, it's just it's almost like watching a new film. Like, uh, yeah, it's hard to describe because obviously it's only ten, twenty minutes that they cut out of the film, but they're like the best parts. That's why people w- watch the films originally. Can you imagine seeing this at a big screen? No, yeah, like that's. I mean, obviously, they they had a lot of trouble actually getting it into cinemas at a time, but I would have loved to have seen just all that silly gore, yeah, on a massive screen. So, this is going to be the most interesting question for me, I think. So that ends where it ends. Okay, he's a hero. Though they never call him that. When they filmed the the film, it was called uh, Health Club, and he wasn't called the Toxic Avenger. That's why all the T-shirts say the uh, Monster Hero. The only time they say the Toxic Avenger is the narrator, which was added in towards the end. Cool. Any more little factoids like that? I've got hundreds. Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, none, none too important though. Right. You didn't like sequel two. You didn't like sequel three, but you love sequel four. Yes. Where would you have wanted this to go after the first one? Where would you have preferred it to go? I mean, I guess I appreciate two and three, especially when I was a kid. I, 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 I couldn't really tell them. But if any, when I was a nine-year-old or whenever it was I saw the sequels, I actually thought they were better at the time. It's only now as an adult I can see that you can kind of see what's happening behind the scenes. It was just falling. Like, Troma was just really struggling to stay as a team people were quitting actors were quitting all the time and you can kind of see that in two and three 
but that's only now I've, I can see that. I couldn't see that when I used to watch them. So I was quite appreciated the sequels growing up. And the fourth one, yeah, as I said, that's the best one out of them all. That's, I'm so surprised at that. Yeah, but they did they they did that in the two thousands, so it was fans of the original films and the cartoons. So people my age made that, and you can tell that it came from a place of love. Where I think with the two and three, they were they realised their most successful thing was this character, and they were trying to get more money, and it just it got really silly and pointless. But yeah, I, I I'm I'm quite excited. They've been making well, they've been talking about making the fifth one for a while now. And the fourth one finishes with him having kids. So it's going to be <laughs> him and his kids being these really gross superheroes that rip people to pieces. And I was really looking forward to that. But the plots, like this one is very, the first one's very grounded compared to the other <laughs> ones. Like, <laughs> like he's the only, like, he's the deformed monster living in a town full of bad actors in the sequels he fights the devil he goes to a parallel universe all, all these different crazy things so i can only think that maybe the fifth one they go to space or something it's going to be it's got to be something crazy to live up to what they've done so far to wrap up are you saying like my favorite bit of toxic avenger is whenever they're in the, the health club and by the swimming pool i just i absolutely love it uh, are you saying there's better scenes in part four than there is in that Part four opens up with a bunch of terrorists taking over a disabled, disabled school and shooting. <laughs> and it's really gory. There's a part where they run over an old granny's face and she shits herself in the middle of the road. It's it's really intense. It's almost like a stoner film, but there's almost no... All the reference to drugs are always very negative, like don't take drugs. It's almost like a stoner film because it's everything you never see in normal films it's like oh here's everything here's everything you could possibly ever want to see and here's why you don't want to see it every day Chaney Rabbit thank you very much thanks for listening to that conversation with me and Chaney you can buy or rent this film from all the usual places but if you're in the USA and you have movie it's free so stream it there Otherwise, the Blu-ray is available, but each week when I look at this thing, because I'm always tempted to buy it, but it's too expensive, it's becoming harder and harder to find as time rolls on. So that means you may have to go for the box set, which is generally the easiest way to get this now. It's called the Toxic Avenger Collection, and you'll have to sit through those rubbish ones that Cheney warned us about. The Toxic Avenger. Every you do, don't fall.